doing this Tuesday morning. I'm glad that you joined me today at Swan Podcast. My name is Sharon Jogu and I am your host. I am a podcaster, a writer and a poet. And today is the third week of the month where we do our Bible study. And I'm glad that I'm not doing it alone today. I have my friend with me. Hi, thank you, Shell, for having me. So we are going to study doubt. And every Christian has experienced seasons or a time when God said, do this and you, uh, your heart was filled with doubt. And today we want to study why doubt, why do we doubt? And we are going to see where it all began. Um, and it started in the book of Genesis, um, chapter 3, the fall of man. Now the snake was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. Mm-hmm. He said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden. And my point of um, the line that struck me the most is, did God really say? Yes. When you're, when you're questioning what someone else said to you, you start doubting. Uh, did they mean what they said when they said that, they loved me, did they, that, yes, that causes doubt into our mind. Like the minute that you question what the word says or what someone else has said, it makes you want to do that thing because you want to see like the outcome of that. Why did he tell me not to uh, eat of this fruit? No, you'll be tempted to go and take it and have a taste of yeah of it yeah it's it's because you're almost cancelling what they said yeah mm-hmm. and and when we participate in such and now when it comes to god because god is pure god is good yeah. so if he says that you shouldn't eat that he means it for good. It's for our own good. He meant yes. it for our own good. Mm-hmm. But when we are participating to think, did God really say? Mm-hmm. Um, this was a point of epiphany. And when we participate in such ways or questioning God in a doubtful manner, we are also calling God a liar. Yeah. And he always... And he says in his word, he's not a man that he should lie. Yeah. So the minute you portray him as a liar, you're going to bear the consequences of you calling him a liar. Yeah. So in short, not only did Satan call God a liar, but Eve also agreed with Satan. Yeah, that and God if she, is a liar. Yeah, and if she agreed, then she also called God a liar. Yes. And that... Well, that has made us. <laughs> yeah, that has brought us to where we are. Yeah. The point that I want to also bring out is also in Genesis 3 verses 6. Um, because she has 
already considered what Satan is saying. Mm-hmm. Now this is what is going through her thought, in her thoughts. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye, and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. Mm-hmm. She considered that in mind, then it, she went like completely against what God had said, just because she allowed doubt into her mind. Yeah, the minute that this doubt comes in your mind, you end up like seeing something else from what God has said, because initially God had said that uh, you shall not eat of this tree of knowledge of good and evil. But now when Satan had given, had made Eve have this doubt, he saw like the fruit is good for food and also it can make her wise. So it changed the, the first perception. The perception. Yeah. It changed her perception, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because she just took when they were told you shouldn't eat that fruit. Mm-hmm. It was just that. Yeah. But when her mind is now corrupted, mm-hmm. it changed her perception. Yeah. And now she's looking at a fruit that she'd never considered before. And now she's thinking about it now. And and because Satan said it's good, mm-hmm. she's like, by the way, it's pleasing to the eye. Yeah. But that fruit was there all along. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that, wa- that, that is the work of doubt. When we doubt God, we go like completely against what he has said about us. Yes. I want us to move to the view of ourselves when we allow doubt uh, to be within our hearts. And I'm going to read from Numbers 13, 28. And just to give you um, the context, um, Moses had sent the some guys to go and look at the land of <laughs> Canaan, yeah. the promised land. And when they came back, um, now that's what I'm going to read. But the people who live there, um, no, the people who we are sent are now giving the feedback. Mm-hmm. But the people who live there are powerful and the, and the cities are fortified and very large. Um, going to verses 32 to 33. Mm-hmm. And they spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land they had explored they said the land we explored devours those living in it all the people we saw they are are of great size we saw the nephilim they are the descendants of enoch from the nephilim we seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes and we looked the same to them i like like the this last statement we seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes and we looked the same to them because god had said that israelites are my chosen people yes god can't choose you and 
he's thinking that you're small he's he has chosen you because he thinks that you're great yes but how come again you're thinking you're looking at yourself like a grasshopper you're belittling yourself exactly you're belittling yourself why are you doing that yeah and another thing is god had promised them this land because we see this this men they're coming to give a negative uh information a negative feedback from what god had promised because god had said that he will give them this land the the land that is flowing with honey milk but they're coming and saying that the people there are stronger than them meaning they've already like envisioned defeat already and there's and then it's like they're and they're not believing that they'll be able to defeat these people and inherit the land of Canaan exactly yeah i like the envisioning defeat even you haven't even engaged in war yeah. yet you think that you'll be defeated yeah. like you won't succeed even you've not even tried yeah and it's because they were walking in defeat like uh in doubt all along yes if they had believed god and if they understood how god viewed them mm-hmm. if they believed in god yeah then they wouldn't view themselves as grasshoppers true we have these 12 uh leaders of israelites who are sent by Moses to explore the land of Canaan and out of them I think is it two uh yeah two Caleb and Joshua, Joshua who came who who gave a positive feedback of the land like they had um they didn't doubt the word of God about, about them possessing the land but you see the 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 rest of them the 10 leaders yeah who were, influenced the rest of the group yeah exactly it you know it can be hard to believe that out of 12 mm-hmm. only two are talking positively about something mm-hmm. and the 10 are talking negatively about something yeah. we are of course going to believe the 10 yeah majority <laughs> yeah yeah them saying that the people are stronger mm. so it's so easy to believe them like are we going to really possess this land and yeah. then the 10 the 10 men the 10 leaders are telling us uh, the people are more stronger than us yeah so there is of course these are leaders first off yes and if they are leaders they are misleading people and something that i was thinking about mm-hmm. it's Joshua and Caleb had this they knew that God would fight for them uh verses that is says yes Caleb silenced the whole people mm-hmm. before Moses and said we should go up and take possession of the land for we can certainly do it exactly. i think he knew that they could do it yeah. because he most likely had a close proximity Mm-hmm. to Moses and Aaron yeah. and Joshua they had a close proximity just to see what God was doing through these people mm-hmm. and they were like if God took us 
um, brought us from Egypt, then he can certainly do this for us. Yeah. But the rest of them are like, um, we look so small. Like grasshoppers. Yeah. To them. And also another thing is, God always watches over his word to bring it into accomplishment. Yeah. So there's no need for us to have this doubt feeling in us. As long as God has spoken that this uh, word, this promise will come to fulfillment in your life, it will. Yeah, yeah. it will. But now, here, actually, it's just a tip. Um, whenever you're reading uh, about the Israelites, mm-hmm. Don't look at them as those people. It's better if you place yourself in that group. Yeah. Because that's when you see yourself. I actually do that. Mm-hmm. I do. I'm, I'm the 10 leaders who saw, who viewed themselves as grasshoppers. I'm those 10. I was among the, the 10 who viewed themselves as grasshoppers. Mm-hmm. Because when you personalize it, that's when you actually see how, just how you doubt, how much you doubt, yeah. uh, or you carry a heart of doubt, and you really don't listen to God. Okay, obviously, God was pissed. Oh, was. God was angry. With the, with the 10 leaders for misleading the people. And I'm going to read um, chapter 14, verses 11. It says, The Lord said to Moses, How long will these people treat me with contempt? How long will they refuse to believe in me? Mm-hmm. That, like, we need to take note of, believe in me, in spite of all the signs I have performed among them. Yeah. They have refused to believe in me. And another highlight is uh, here, God saying, how long will they not believe in me? Uh, meaning it was a trend that the Israelites were having. They used not to believe in God's word. Like when God... Uh, was saying that I'll give you victory over your enemies. I'll p- in the desert when they didn't have water, food, they uh, they started complaining. They didn't like uh, realize or they didn't wait to see the miracle of God happening. Yeah, and I'm I'm thinking the reason why like. Um, when they wanted meat because it came a time where they just desired or they were craving meat. And instead of saying that in Egypt, because if that used to get to God, if I can use such a word, um, instead of saying in Egypt, we used to eat meat. Mm-hmm. Why can't you consider that God provides for me every day yes. with this manner that has never been seen by my ancestors mm-hmm. and it's a new thing god is providing a new thing every day yeah. then why can't i consider god's goodness in that and say god thank you for providing manner yes and 
and also letting him know that I also desire this because there is nothing wrong with that. But they couldn't have because they never sat to themselves and thought, mm -hmm. look at the goodness of God. Look at how he brought us from Egypt, yeah. from our oppressors, mm -hmm. how he parted uh, the sea, how he has fought for us over all these uh, people who are trying to fight us mm -hmm. on the way, how he has protected us uh, uh, through the day and through the night. Yes. How come they never considered that? Yeah. Uh, that actually, that was one way that influenced their doubt because they never sat down to consider God's goodness throughout their journey. Yeah, and no wonder they used to to tell Moses, uh, "I wish you could not, you could have left us in Egypt to die there." Yeah. And this is the same place that they were crying to God for God to deliver them from their, their oppressors. Mm -hmm. And when God had done that and mm -hmm. now like he's taking them to this journey to the promised land, they start uh, complaining. When they have these doubts, they start complaining and they start to feel like, uh, will we really get to this land of milk? And does it really exist? Exactly. Instead of like believing if he brought us out, if he has brought me this far, then I can trust him to take me the rest part of the journey. Yeah. But this is a doubt crowds our mind. Mm -hmm. I, I think we can say it's safe to say that. Yeah. And obviously there are consequences too when we doubt because um i came to realize or uh, so that god could start working um on my doubt personally he had to teach me that i not only doubt um his promise it's it's not his promise that i'm doubting in real sense i am usually doubting god yes it's god if god is the word and i'm doubting the word then i'm doubting god yes. and that's why god was grieved every time the israelites uh, doubted him and these are the cons some of the consequences in numbers 14 verses 20 8, 26 from 26, the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, how long will this wicked community grumble against me? I have heard the complaints of these grumbling Israelites. So tell them, as surely as I live, declares the Lord, I will do to the very thing I heard you say. In this wilderness, um, your bodies will fall. Every one of you 20 years old or more who has counted in, who was counted in in the census and who has grumbled against me and that's the consequence that we have to pay when we doubt when we doubt god we need to know that there is a consequence there is a price to pay right. for our un, un, unbelieving heart yes 
and also uh if we can see uh the verse thirty like no one shall come into the land where I saw that I will make you dwell except Caleb and Joshua right uh, meaning those who don't doubt yeah God don't ask that exactly as and and he also says as for your children that you said would be taken as plunder i will bring them in to enjoy the land you have rejected mm-hmm. so when we are doubting we are rejecting god's promise yes oh my god um but you your bodies will fall in this wilderness your children will be shepherds here for 40 years suffering for your unfaithfulness until the last of your bodies lies in the wilderness for 40 years one year for each of the 40 days you explore the land you will suffer for your sins and know what it is and i've just realized this right now that mm-hmm. let's say if i am a parent and i disobey god in a certain way then most likely my children yeah. are going to pay for that generational curses or generational blessings yeah they're going the to pay for that because if god had a purpose that was supposed to be fulfilled in me i'm just going to delay that because i was supposed to help them um to bring them to a certain level True. and i failed to obey god's word then they will have to start from somewhere that god didn't want them to and they they have to pay for my sin and my sin of disobedience True. and maybe if we uh if we can have a look at abraham's life when god said to him that he'll uh he'll make him a father of many nations when he didn't have a son but abraham believed in god yeah and uh, because of his believe his belief in god's word we see god speaking blessings to him and his generation and we can see this trickling down to isaac to jacob to joseph like so if you believe in God's word you as you right now yeah. your children your children children will will uh will reap from that will yeah. enjoy God's blessings yeah that fruit of obedience yeah. and believing and having faith in God mm-hmm. because God is saying they have failed to believe in me meaning we are lacking faith in yes. God yeah. and for us the only way we please God is through faith mm-hmm. So when we don't have faith God can't work with us. Yeah. And that oh, oh my god this this is interesting. And now we are going to go to the reasons why we doubt. Why we doubt God's word, why we doubt his promises. Why we doubt what he's calling us into. Uh, the first reason why we doubt is due to our past mistakes whereby we feel that god has not really forgiven us so when you go to pray or you're trusting god for something you have this doubt in you that will god really listen to me will god really answer my prayers 
Yeah, there is a facet in the Bible that when God forgives us, he forgives and forgets. There is a song that goes, how high um, is God? How wide, how high, how wide is his love that he forgives and forgets? Because it's true. Um, And I've been meditating on the word that God is when he was sending Moses to them uh, to rescue the Israelites. Mm -hmm. And Moses asked God, what will I tell them? Mm -hmm. Who has sent me? Mm -hmm. And God said, I am who I am. Go and tell them, I am sent me. You may think that that's like, what does that even mean? Mm -hmm. I am... Who I am, it's God is faithful. The Bible says that God's faithfulness goes before him. God's righteousness goes before him. The Bible says that God is good, that God is merciful, Mm -hmm. that God renews his mercies every morning. That's God. God is, if God, if God's faithfulness goes before him, then that's him. He doesn't change. It doesn't matter like my circumstances. Mm-hmm. If God says, I love him, I, I, I mean, he loves me. And he says that he loves me even when I was in sin. Yeah. He loved me irregardless of where I was. My circumstance, whatever I have done, doesn't deter God from loving me. And that's the meaning of I am has sent me because he doesn't change. And that is an understanding that we have to get into our hearts that whenever God says that he has forgiven and whenever he forgives he forgets yet he's unknowing then he means it he means that he forgives and forgets so our desire as we record this podcast to you is that you will know that don't allow doubt of whatever you've done whether and you're asking yourself, has God forgiven me of this, even though it's something like an abortion? Like you're asking, has God forgiven me? God has forgiven you. And it's only you. It's you, your lack of forgiving yourself that is keeping you and that is making you think that God hasn't forgiven you. But in real sense, God has forgiven you. So don't allow, don't think that God hasn't forgiven you. Don't allow that into your mind to think that that's why I can't receive anything from God because I've done ABCD. Because God says that, his love and his he's who he says he is yeah. yeah yeah let's go to our next point um the other reason that uh we doubt it's because the we do not know god psalms 103 verse 7 says he revealed his character to moses and his deeds 
to the people of Israelites. Uh, this shows us that Moses knew the attributes of God. He knew that God is merciful, he's faithful, he's righteous, he's good, um, he's forgiving. He knew all these attributes of God. He knew the character of God. Uh, but the people of Israelites, the only thing that they knew about God is there is the signs that God was performing to them. Yeah, it's it's more of what what can God give me? Right. Um. Uh. It's last year K crew Bible study where DJ Moss was urging us to pray more mm-hmm. and not for the hand of God but to desire the heart of God. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what the Israelites knew. They knew the hand of God. They never understood the heart Mm -hmm. of God because I think if they knew, they could have, like, allowed that and they couldn't have doubted that much. They could have believed in God. If they know that... God is a faithful God. He's a merciful God. He's yeah. able to do exceedingly abundantly above what we ask. They could not have doubt in his ability to make them uh, succeed in Canaan. Yeah. Um. Our that point is um f- the feeling of unworthy that where we feel like we don't deserve. Uh, God's blessings and this can come from where your life or your past has been filled with pain so you only know pain and when God says I have this good thing for you I have stored this I'm promising this good thing for you and you're like Ah, I'm just used to my pain. Can you uh, bring something that is related to my circumstance? Mm. Because this is like totally new and we don't feel worthy of his blessings because of our past. Yeah, that is a source of doubt where we should just ask God to help us. Um, The other thing that causes us to to doubt is when we wait when we are waiting for something for too long and and we have an expectation of when god should answer us and an example um most of us well i'm young and we can find uh, like in my age group people are desiring to get married and so we have a certain number that by this age i should be married and by this age i should have kids or by this age i am expecting to achieve this and this whether that is in career or society or whatever we have a certain expectation of when god should meet us in our waiting which doesn't necessarily work like that yeah true and also maybe from a biblical perspective of that it's uh when we look at uh the story of sarah and abraham uh when god visited them and 
he told Abraham that he's going to have a son at his old age. Uh, Sarah was listening to the conversation and she even laughed because she wondered how will this be possible for, uh, for us to have a son because they are already old, they yeah. are advanced in age. How, how will, uh, will I carry a child at this old age? So we see that uh, during this period of waiting, because I'm sure they were trusting in God for a child. child. True, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, because it took quite some time, actually, it's not quite some time, it's so many years. It took a lot of (laughs) years, yeah. When God comes with this message that you are going to have this son, they doubted. Yeah. And Sarah even laughed. And she said, um, Shall I indeed bear a child now that I'm old? But I love how God uh, responded to Abraham by saying, Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time, I'll return to you in the spring. And and Sarah shall have a son. Yeah. Um, I I think, though, that was God's. Like, he's just com- compassionate heart. Yeah. Trying to remind them because I, I, God is understanding. He can see that, obviously, you're old. Yes. And, and they know that they are old. So he was encouraging them by telling them, is anything too, too hard for the Lord? Mm-hmm. And he made this fine... It's a finality statement. I will return to you at this time next year, and Sarah will have a son. And it came to pass. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and now moving to our next point. When we start looking at our circumstances, instead of focusing our eyes on God, and we look at Peter mm-hmm. when, when he was... When he asked Jesus if he could join him mm-hmm. to walk on water, and Jesus said, "Come." This is what happened. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink. Cried out, "Lord, save me!" Uh, the statement to note is. But when he saw the wind, Mm -hmm. he was walking fine on water Mm -hmm. until he saw the wind, until he saw the waves, or until we look at the waves of life Mm -hmm. and we remove our eyes on God and we are just looking at whatever is wrong with our life. And that is when doubt comes into our hearts and that's when we begin to sink but the good news is peter was walking towards jesus so jesus was right there to save him from sinking right so when peter focused on the wind instead of focusing instead of focusing to jesus that's when he began to to drown but the beauty of it is he immediately called Jesus in his drowning and God uh, immediately yeah. saved him. 
Mm. Going to our next point, um, it will be fear of the unknown, whereby you don't know what is ahead of you, you don't know what tomorrow promises, you don't know um, will you be able to achieve. Yeah, and again, just looking at the Israelites, um, I've come to love the Israelites when I think when you're reading the Bible for the first time, you look at the Israelites like these people who are just so disobedient until you place yourself in that crowd and you realize how disobedient you are as well and you see yourself in the Israelites. And the Israelites, uh, they only know that you're suffering. They only know being beaten. Yeah. They only know their children being taken away. They only know... Uh, they just know suffering. Mm-hmm. And when God was removing them from that and and trying to change that mindset and they faced a challenge because for you to change a mindset, you mm-hmm. have to come uh, to... Um, something that is challenging that mindset that you're already having and whenever they met their challenge, they weren't strong enough Instead, what they did all the time was to look at um, in Egypt, uh, we had this, we used to eat this yeah. we used to drink, we never lacked water even in our suffering because they were just so comfortable in their suffering that they wondered is there anything good oh where are you taking us what is this promise that you're telling us that there is this land filled with um honey and milk and whatever we are experiencing right now in this desert doesn't look like milk and honey oh i can't see that hope of milk and honey while i'm in this desert while i'm transitioning from this bad situation to whatever the promise is Mm -hmm. and and they kept on thinking we should go back we should go back to how um to our old ways because we know our old ways Mm -hmm. we don't know the new ways that you're trying to change and and i think doubt can be brought by that by the fact that we are only comfortable in our own ways we are only comfortable uh with what we know we are present yeah yeah and we are unwilling to learn um to see the good that will come out of me moving out from this situation. And that's where the bit of faith comes in, that it's the confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Yeah. Um, now leading us to our very last point um, on doubt, it's because we are not grateful when we don't consider the things that God has done in our lives uh, and we just see them like things that we deserve, uh, 
we will not have that confidence that God is going to give us something. Um, it's it's in this um when we don't, for example, trust God mm-hmm. for providence. If God provided me with this job, mm-hmm. then I'm holding on to it mm-hmm. so much that I'm not allowing. I can't hear him when he's saying, uh, your purpose is done in this job. I need, I want to take you to that level, but I'm holding to this because I'm not grateful. I'm not recognizing that God is my provider. And if he provided here, then he's going to provide in the next level. Yeah. So that, um, our lack of, having a grateful heart can be a source of doubt and now that leads us on to what should be our response when god calls us to to anything when he's calling us to to do anything that he wants us to do we are his vessels what should be our response our first response should be to obey god um, Jeremiah 42 verse 6 says, whether it is favorable or unfavorable, we will obey the Lord our God. Meaning, if God has said, um, like for Sarah, you'll have a child at the age of 90, yeah. <laughs> the condition that it's, it's so unfavorable. unfavorable. Yeah. yeah, but you need to believe that you need to obey that as long as God has said. Yeah. Then he's going to be there for that. Even, even in that situation that you're thinking it's so unfavorable. Mm -hmm. I got this from our last Sunday service. Um, if it makes sense to God, then we have no reason not to obey. Uh, Isaiah 45 Verse 9 says, does the clay say to the potter, what are you making? Exactly. You you can't tell God what to do mm-hmm. with you. He's the one who made you. So he's the one who has the, he has the authority over you. And if you say that, I love God and I believe in God, mm-hmm. then allow him to be God. In your life don't try to don't try to give him rules of how you think he should operate in your life mm-hmm. while well, he's the one who made you and he put a purpose in you mm-hmm. and if that purpose he's the one who placed it so he's the one who knows your journey you don't mm-hmm. know it he's the one who knows mm-hmm. so you can't dictate to him how your journey should go while he's the one who placed everything and who gave you everything that you have. He placed it all inside of you. And leading us to our very last point, it's difficult sometimes to believe due to our fallen nature as human beings. The truth is God doesn't expect us to be perfect. He just expects us to give our broken pieces to him. And we are going to read from the book of 
Mark chapter 9 verses 24, immediately the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe, help me overcome my unbelief. Let our prayer today about our doubt be, God help my unbelief. Let me believe, give um, give me the faith, increase my faith so that I can believe um, in what you're calling me to be. Right. And also he says that um, without faith, it's impossible to please him because um, anyone who comes to him must believe. Yeah. That's why we need to ask God to increase our belief. Right. Right. So, yo, guys, that's it uh, for today. I hope that you've learned. Until next Tuesday, remember that Jesus loves you. This is one podcast.